Hello, and welcome to the Sowing and Reaping audio podcast. I hope and trust this podcast will be a blessing to all who are listening. Now let's turn to the Word of God for today's message. Today we're going to be looking in the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 22, and also the book of Psalm chapter number 61. So if you got your Bibles with you, or if you just can listen, let's look in 1 Samuel chapter number 22, and we'll begin reading today verse 1 through 4. And then we'll turn to Psalm chapter 61, looking in verses 1 and 2. The Word of God says in 1 Samuel chapter number 22, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him and he became a captain over them. And there were with him about 400 men. And David went thence to Mizpah of Moab, and he said unto the king of Moab, Let my father and my mother, I pray thee, come forth and be with you, till I know what God will do for me. And he brought them before the king of Moab, and they dwelt with him, and all the while David was in the hold. Now look with me in Psalm chapter number 61, verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And so I'm going to read for the sake of time that today. May God add his blessing to the reading of the Word of God here today. Let me ask you a question. Has there ever been a time when you have felt just completely overwhelmed? Here in our text, we find David is having one of those times. We find he is in a dark, damp, dreary, depressing cave. He has lost everything, it seems, and everyone he's leaned on in his life. He is alone, defeated, and discouraged. He is in one of those cave experiences of life. But what he did not see at the time was that God was behind it all and was in control. He didn't know it, but God was going to use this experience to help him grow stronger in the Lord. And the day would soon come when David would emerge from that cave far stronger in the Lord than he was when he entered the time he in his life. So with the help of the sweet Lord today, I want to bring a message on the subject, climbing out of your cave, climbing out of your cave. I want you to notice with me, first of all, the realities of the cave. Back in verse number one, we see the reality of the cave. Uh, We find here that David said, uh, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. David had been brought to the bottom of life. He is hurting, broken, and defeated. The crown prince of Israel is now living in a cave. He does not rest his head on a comfortable bed in the palace, but he's resting his head on the rocks in the cave. He no longer sleeps in the bed of the princess, but he seeks rest in the dampness of a dark, forsaken cave. He fights loneliness there in that deserted place, and there are times that you and I may go through the same kind of hardships and sorrows. As a matter of fact, the Bible is clear about this in John 16, 33. In the world you shall have tribulation, but thank God, friend, I'm glad it doesn't end there. The Bible says, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, said Jesus. And because Jesus has overcome that world, overcome the world, thank God, you and I, who are saved by the grace of God, we have victory in Jesus Christ. Amen. 
victory in Jesus is what we have. And just as the sorrows were for David, there will be times of sorrows for us as well. But thank God it's coming a day when no sorrows will ever be found. Revelation chapter 21, verse number 4, the Bible says, In God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. So we see the reality of the cave. Also, we see the reality of suffering while in that cave. We see the reality of sorrow, but also we see the reality of suffering in that cave. God allowed David to come to this cave so that he might learn not to lean on the props of family, friends, finances, fame, or even the flesh, or even the future. David was taught through his sufferings to wholly lean upon Almighty God. God was not trying to destroy David. He was actually trying to develop David in the man of God that he wanted him to be. And the same is true in our life. To teach us to look to him alone. And sometimes God will use hardships of life to develop us. As a hard as it may be to understand and bear, God uses times of affliction, times of suffering and pain in our lives to train us to become more like his darling son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only do we see the reality of, of suffering or the reality of sorrow in that cave, also we see the reality of separation. David has been cut off from his family, from his friends, and from his followers. He is in a place to prevent fellowship with others. He was brought to a place where he had nothing and no one but the Lord to lean upon. That cave was a place of separation. Oftentimes we find ourselves in that same place. A place where we are alone with God and shut off from the rest of the world. We fear those times, but they are often preceded by God's blessings. You think about this. David was alone in a cave. Jacob was alone in a tent. Elijah was alone by the brook. Job was alone, even though surrounded by many friends. Moses was alone on the backside of the mountain. And Jesus, he was alone and in agony in the Garden of Gethsemane and Calvary. And each of these experienced the greatest triumph after that time of being shut up and shut off by Almighty God. And there are lessons that are learned in the dark that cannot be learned in the light. Amen. Let me say that again. There are lessons that can only be learned in the dark that cannot be learned in the light. And there are sometimes truths that can only be understood by those who are cut off and shut up with the Lord. And the cave times can be a blessed time of learning and growth. We may not like it. We may not understand it. But when the Lord has brought you to a place where you have no one and nothing but him, he has done you a tremendous favor because he is more than enough and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. He is a faithful friend and a very present help in trouble. Amen. Uh, let me add a very present help in times of trouble. He is a friend to the end. He's a friend that sticketh closer than any brother. He'll always be there for us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And so we see the reality of the cave in verse the first part of verse number one. But also, in the latter part of verse 1 down to verse number 4, we see the revelations of the cave. We see the revelation of his call. As David's props began to be taken away one after the other, he be, probably began to doubt the promise that God had made him so long ago. But after a while, people began to show up at David's cave. First his family came, and then the defeated and downtrodden men of Israel. David's family came out. Of fear of Saul and the rest came because they believed David was God's man for the future. God used these people to show David that he still had a plan for David's life. A lot of times my friend when we are in our caves God will somehow uh, come to us and confirm his faithfulness and promise to us. 
God will use your cave as a banner to write his love over your life. Elijah had his ravens, Moses had his burning bush, Jesus had his empty tomb, and now God has a way of showing us that uh, that all will be all right. God has a way of showing you and I that mm, everything's going to be all right. Amen. And also, not only did we see the revelation of his call, also we see the revelation of his character in that cave. When his family and men of Israel show up, it probably added to David's burden at first, but he rose up to the challenge and the truth of his character was revealed in what he did during those times. He took measures to take care of his elderly parents and rose up and led his men. In other words, instead of him breaking under pressure, he rose to the challenge and led, though it took pain and pressure to get it out of him. He rose up to the challenge and he led those people, even though it took pain and pressure to get it out of him. And just as it did in the life of David, sometimes suffering and pain will reveal exactly what we have in our hearts. You take Job, for example. He suffered and Satan said, let me squeeze him and I'll get lemon juice out of him. I will prove that he, what he appears to be on the outside is all show. Let me squeeze him and he will turn sour. But you know what happened, friend of mine? When Satan squeezed him, he did not get lemon juice. No, but he made lemonade, amen. Job didn't get sour on the Lord. He just shouted in the devil's face and Job got sweeter, amen. And you can read about that in Job chapter number one, verses 20 and 21. So uh, I said all that to say this, what comes out of your life when you get squeezed? Do you get sour about it? Do you get bitter about it? Or do you display integrity and keep on praising the Lord? That's the question, amen. Climbing out of your cave. Then we see the revelation of his commitment. Despite of his circumstances, David helped on. Uh, David held on to the promises of God, and he knew where to go to find refuge in time of trouble. He did not give up, even when most others would have, would have given up, and he knew God would come through in his time. Oh, my friend, that we could display that kind of commitment in our hearts and our lives. When the pressure is on, we should just keep on for the glory of God. Amen. Keep us choking and strumming for the glory of God. Amen. Keep on trucking for God's glory and God's grace. He knows what he is doing and he will not fail us even though we should fail him. Amen. When not only do we see the reality of the cave or the revelation of the cave, but last of all today... We also see the refreshment of the cave. Back in verse number two, we find this. The Bible says, And everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him, and he became a captain over them, and there were with him about 400 men. You see, sure, caves make for hard living, but uh, not all caves are bad. There are some refreshing discoveries to be made in that cave. We find here, First of all, the refreshing of David's family. David's family comes to the cave, and here are people who used to doubt David. I mean, his father ignored him. His oldest brother Eliab publicly rebuked him and criticized him. And now they see in the man before them God's man and God's choice for king. The one they formerly passed over is now the one they turn to for help. And it seems like the caves in life have the potential to bring out the best in us. Amen. I don't know about you, but I've seen folks, even in ourselves, even ourselves, go through cave experiences and storms 
that I brought out our best, and it's not the storms that you weathered that defined you, it's the way that you weathered the storms. While a friend of mine, I've often had people tell me, Walter Terrell, you'll never amount to nothing. Walter, you're never going to do anything for God. Walter, this, that, and the other, you'll be backslid on God in two weeks' time. Well, guess what? Those people who said that are still giving me two, me two weeks, and thank God, it's been 26 years, and I've done, and I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on the Lord now. I've done flown around the world twice, carrying the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and seeing thousands saved, but I had to go through the cave experiences in order for God to use me in such a way. Amen. And uh, so we see the refreshing of his family. And now even my, some of my own family members will come to me for spiritual advice and some of them need to get saved. Amen. But uh, even so still, they see something in me they never saw before. And that is almighty God. And I thank God for that. Amen. When well, only do we see the refreshing of his family, but also in verse two, we see the refreshment of his followers. These men who gathered themselves around David were there because they were fed up with Saul. The distress came to David. Uh, now the word distress means to be under stress and pressure. We were also told those who were in debt, they couldn't pay their bills came to him. We're told the discontented came, those who were bitter and mistreated. All of these, uh, these all go to David because they believe him to be God's man. Now I'm sure uh, David could not see in his life what they saw because all he could see was defeat and discouragement while he could only see the cave those who came to him could see the crown. Amen. How about them apples, my grandma used to say. They gathered around him and believed in him, even though he was down. And thank God I'm glad for the encouragers of life. I thank God for those people who see the potential in our lives when we can't see anything in our life. The Lord has a way of putting folks in our lives like Barnabas of Acts chapter 15 and encouraging us along the way, even when we are in our caves. We are in need of people today like that because there are always going to be someone ready to criticize. There's always going to be somebody ready to cut us down. But thank God for the few who will come alongside during the times of hardship, the times of cave dwelling, and they will lift you up and lift you out. And may God help me this morning, today. May God help you today to be a refreshment to those in the cave of life. Well, Last of all, as we see David's climbing out of his cave, we see the refreshment of his focus. Going through the pain of seeing all the props taken away was really hard for David to go through. Having to flee from the palace to hide in a cave was a humbling experience for David. But in that humble hideaway, God began the process of transforming David into a great king. God took that ragtag band of men and working through David, he transformed them into becoming some of the greatest warriors ever to walk God's green earth. They are called David's mighty men. These men are mentioned in 2 Samuel 23. And because David, or because God sent these men to David in that cave, David was able to get his mind off his problems and focus his attention on leading those men and training them to be a fighting force. It was a humble beginning, but David was focused, and soon he would walk out of that cave and accept the crown. And if there's any one benefit of the cave, is that they have the ability to focus our priorities. Amen? Uh, when we go into the cave of life, we soon learn what is important and what is not, and it helps our focus more than anything else in life. It will tighten our focus and help us in doing the will of the God. You remember Jonah? 
Jonah was traveling, was in a traveling cave, I like to call it. But when he got out of that traveling cave, you know what he did? He was focused on getting God's will done. He went and preached to a whole city that he hated, that he didn't like, but he went ahead and done the will of God. And you know what? God saved that city. And it's like this. He focused on getting God's will done. And if the cave can do that, then the cave really can't be all that bad. So as I close today, let me say this. David, David entered the cave, a broken and defeated man, but he emerged as the captain of a mighty army. He went in running from a crazy king and came out to take the crown. The cave refined David's life and helped to prepare him for the task that lay ahead. He grew in that cave because he submitted to it. So I asked a question today. What about you? Are your cave experiences a blessing in your life? Or are they a burden too heavy for you to carry? Whatever the case may be, get help from Almighty God. Climb out of that cave better than you went in. Well, I hope and trust this message today has been a help and a blessing to all who are listening. And I can't wait to come back to you again with another episode of the Sowing and Reaping Audio Podcast. And I'll close this by saying today, may the Lord bless you and have a great rest of your day just on purpose.